Hello and welcome to the inaugural Track Nerds podcast, which if it goes well enough, we may even decide to post it, I guess. The main topics I was really wanting to hit with this are kind of travel, track and field, and movies. So hopefully at least one of those three will be of interest to you. And if not, hopefully uh, myself or my guest may be of interest to you. And uh, I hate even calling him a guest because I think he will be a regular co-host as much as anything else. But uh, with me today is Braden Bartlett. Braden, say hello. Ahoy. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, yes, very good. So yeah, Braden and I have known each other for several years. Even his little ahoy there just now uh, worked its way into my novel, Magic Carpet Ride, (laughs) which I actually based uh, the protagonist after after a younger version of Braden, who often... uh, annoyed me uh to no to no end but uh uh i knew one day he would be an interesting interesting fellow and uh and worth talking to here so brayden with you I actually wanted to start with the travel side of things because we did travel together last summer yes. heading out to i guess we met in, in philadelphia but i want to talk about yeah. talk a little bit about Let's start with just kind of the trip from your point of view this last summer. So I, uh, I knew you were kind of doing an art thing out of Hayes. Just kind of, kind of talk about that and what led you uh, to be out there in the first place. Cool. All right. Uh, well, I am working towards my Bachelor of Fine Arts at Fort Hayes State University uh, with an emphasis in sculpture. So uh, we do a lot of metal casting and a lot of metal work uh, in general. And every year there's cast iron conferences all over the world really this was uh the international conference that i was in uh scranton pennsylvania for so it wasn't just uh, american students like there were students from all over the world coming right, to this conference right. yeah okay. that was the international conference it's every i think it's every other year or maybe it's every three years or something like that but i don't know where it's at next um and then we have more localized conferences as well we have west Western Cast Iron Art Alliance, which is just uh, any any school, anyone can come, really. You don't even have to be like in a program to come, as long as you pay. Forming an alliance with metal casters just makes me assume you're going to be forging weapons to <laughs> come after us or something. Definitely, if the balloon went up, those are the people I'd want to be with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we went out for that. Stayed in Scranton, Pennsylvania for... A week and uh, everybody else came back to Hayes, Kansas, and I decided to uh, take a bus to New York and met my mom. Uh, journeyed around New York City for a while, which was my first big city experience, so it was mind blowing. And it was Scranton, and then you jumped to to New York. Like so, Scranton was the yeah, second biggest yeah. city you'd ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> Scranton's more. It feels like Wichita in a way. True, and I guess you've been to Kansas City and everything. Okay. But talk about that a little bit. Talk about the culture shock then of, of your kind of first major city being New York City and just kind of that experience. Yeah, okay. Well, people in large crowds give me pretty bad anxiety. I went on, like I went on a cruise uh, like two years ago, and I just remember like people just bumping past me and my palms are all sweaty. Oh, and no. I'm just like freaking out. So New York was like kind of, I kind of experienced that again. But it's just like, all the things there are to do there. And I feel like I barely scratched the surface and I was there for right. over a week, you know? So it's like, it's kind of, it warrants a trip back for sure. We went to, we saw some opera or not opera. We went to, um, the Broadway shows. Oh, nice. Uh, we went to, um, Statue of Liberty and the Ellis Island tour. That was really cool. Uh, found one of my great, great grandma who came over from Germany so that was really sweet. We actually like saw the ship's manifest. Oh wow! On the boat that she came over on, it was it was pretty sweet. Really cool experience. But yeah, just people, lots of people. I saw some really successful people and some really uh, <laughs> like crazy people. <laughs> yeah, full spectrum. The full spectrum. Yeah, I uh, I always say I've been to New York New York twice, and to me, I've always just said it's a place that I do like to visit, but I can't imagine living there. I feel like you'd yeah. always be stressed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was there was like uh like down in I think it was East Village or something. It's more of a like artsy community. Like I could definitely see myself fitting in there. Okay. Just kinda I don't know. It was an interesting vibe. 
True. I guess if you kind of leave the leave the leave the Times Square area and kind of the the most intense touristy areas and kind of get out outside of the that main part and yeah, you could definitely find your your groove there. Right. Right. And it is interesting too. I remember visiting. I went in the uh, actually about this time four years ago and just how oh well here's I mean we're it's New York City. You just think everything's going to be packed all the time, but you know if you're visiting in the middle of the week in the winter and you walk into some restaurant at 10 a.m., guess what? There's no one there. Yeah. <laughs> even though it's New York City. So, right. but I just, I've just always felt like I have to at least, it's, it's kind of the claustrophobia thing. You, know, you kind of mentioned the, the social anxiety with the people, but for me, it's a different kind of claustrophobia in that I want to know that I could go be the only person in a square mile. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I needed to. I, I don't yeah. know. I just, but in the balance of both, I think I just, I, Definitely introverted, and New York City is is rough. I think when uh, that's your that's your worldview. But I but I do enjoy it. I do want to go back as well, and uh, def- definitely got a kick out of that. So and that's and that's neat. That your mom was able to fly out and, and meet you there. Then where'd you guys stay? Uh, we stayed in an Airbnb in like it's Southern Harlem. So okay, north of like, Manhattan. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it wasn't bad at all. It was in a pretty good neighborhood of uh, the Apollo Theater, which I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just two blocks away. It was like a block over and then a block uh, north. Okay, so nice. I was like, "Oh man, like I recognize the name of that theater." And then right, live at the Apollo and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're okay, we're okay in experience with the Airbnbs. Had your mom stayed at Airbnb before? Um, I don't know actually. I'd just I think be curious they, how okay she was with something like yeah. that versus if she was like, "No, I'd rather just be you know go with the hotel that we know what we're getting." And, right. Yeah, I think. I think she maybe had done it once. Okay. Uh, I think she went down and stayed in, went to Arizona or something. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly, but I think she has done it like maybe once before. Okay. Um, she set it up and everything. So. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So she, you were the one that was saying like, oh, can't we stay in a hotel? And your mom's like, yeah. hell, we're going to get an Airbnb. It's the way of the yeah. future. Catch up, Raiden. Uh, I do think it's like anything else. Like once you kind of try it and kind of know the ropes, you kind of like become more okay with it. And uh, of course, each one's different. But and I was just going through the the site, you know, booking my my Airbnbs for my trip to California next week. And you just, I'm just very thorough with going through places. I don't book anything that has no reviews. I'm not going to be the first person to right, stay at yeah. your Airbnb, yeah. even if everything looks great. And yeah, I, I, I and of course, my then my question becomes. Who are the people that are okay with booking? Like, ah, yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) What the heck? Very slim chance we get murdered. Yeah, yeah. there was a. I wasn't there because this was on the way back. My my sculpture group on the way back. They stayed in an Airbnb uh, in in St. Louis, and it was. I guess it was nothing like the photos they showed up, and there it smelled like like cat pee, and there were like there were. Like they said, there was like a dozen cats in this apartment, and everything. Like there was food left out, just rotting. Yeah, so they got their money back, but <laughs> oh wow, it was that. Did they end up staying there at all, or they like got no, their money they went, back and went a, to a hotel? Yeah, they got a hotel. So they get. So yeah, there. My question would be: Was there previous reviews for that location, or were they the first? I'm to not. Stay at it? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not sure. I'd be I don't curious know. if it was like five stars. Cats are great. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope they're the first ones that have stayed there <laughs> that went there. Yes. And then can leave a bad review and get that listing pulled, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So from New York, you said you kind of then even made a mistake. I remember saying, because you said you got ended up getting an Amtrak and it probably wasn't the best way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I spent like, I think it was over a hundred bucks for the Amtrak. And that was basically just like, I didn't know what I was doing and it was too late for me to get a different ticket out of there. Uh, everything else was full. The cheaper, cheaper options were so, full. Oh, okay. So you, you looked at like Greyhound, but they were already full. Yes. Yeah. I had looked at Greyhound. They were too full. So I was like, oh man. So I went to the station, the train station. And then there were also cheaper trains, like way cheaper trains that could have took me there, but I was too late on those. I just oh it was it was gonna take you five out it was gonna take you five hours kind of thing and yeah I would have had to wait waited around all day long and I was like ah oh, I just want to gotcha gotcha I bet, yeah 
I bought some time basically. So true, and th- and that's something I need to do a better job of. Like especially when you're booking a flight, you're looking at oh, this is going to go through this city, or this is going to leave at this time, or it's like oh, I can go ahead and leave at six a.m. to save fifty dollars. But then when you're actually that day, you're like, I would pay that fifty dollars to take that later flight now. Yeah. And, well, and we even dealt with you know jumping ahead when we were just how we booked it in and out of Philadelphia. So I flew in and out in, into Philadelphia and I just figured, oh, the round trip is cheaper. But for what we ended up having to do going back from DC to Philly, just to catch our flight back to save a little money flying out of DC was not worth it. And even a yeah, $70, $70 difference once we were there on the ground in DC and had to get that, what was that three hour bus ride back on yeah. Greyhound that was yeah cheap, but Getting there so late, staying in the ho- they're in the airport overnight, airport. and even like a seventy dollars difference would have been completely worth it to fly out of DC once we were there. So I'm trying to do oh, a better job sure. of, as I book going forward, have some sympathy for the future version of yourself that is actually in the situation that you yes. clicking around on your computer yes. is kind of painting yourself into a corner. And and even sometimes I do think about it. I'm like, oh, I'll be all right. You know, I can do it. Yes, with it. yes. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, screw, you're screwing over your future self <laughs> yeah. to save, you know, a few numbers in an account that's not going to make a difference. And uh, yeah. you know, that that quality of life money is worth is worth worth spending. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and that's of course that's what's so neat too about uh, you know this modern technology. So so you took the Amtrak down from New York to Philadelphia, and then. I had booked a round trip flight out of Philadelphia. So when I landed in Philadelphia, it was super easy. We'd, we'd agreed to meet, I think, near University of Pennsylvania, right? So yeah. it was just super easy to, we, we had shared location. Basically, I just had to, I, actually, I even forget how I got from the airport. Probably where a public train got dropped me off. I think that's where it was. It was the public train that dropped off closest to the university there. And then just finding you on my little map on the GPS there. It's just, it's just pretty right. neat. And you think about even just, uh, 20 years ago, I guess there were still cell phones, but say 30 years ago, I don't know how we would have made that happen unless we just said at 3 p.m. at this intersection at the University of Pennsylvania, be there. And if you right. weren't there, I don't, what's plan B at that point? Yeah. <laughs> how did That's people, how did, pe- how did people do this? I, That's I don't know. That's a good question. Because <laughs> if one of us didn't show up, then the one that was waiting, like, I would have like would would have gone and got a hotel or something. Yeah, you, know? you didn't have the Airbnb information, so yeah, I knew where we were staying that night. I I had booked the Airbnb, so you'd have found me the next day sleeping on campus. <laughs> I guess, I guess, or you would have found another place, or we would have yeah. had to. You would well, I guess we would have been better about. I would have given you the Airbnb information and the number there. And so if we didn't meet yeah, up, you would be true. able to call yeah. me there. But yeah, it's just it just uh, would have been a much larger pain in the butt. Of course, back then, yeah. I mean, things like travel agents were a thing too. And so, to what extent are we planning trips with a travel agent? I'm actually surprised they still exist. Yeah, that's yeah, same. My my parents still use travel agent. Is it basically just so? I guess all this all the stuff I'm doing online and researching and planning, they just basically are paying someone else to do that part for them. Yeah, and they already know what the cheapest options are. Okay. Oh, gotcha. But, gotcha. So, oh, okay. That makes sense then. So you're getting something for your money. If they're, if they're making your trip a hundred dollars cheaper to use an even number, uh, and they cost $50, then, then they pay for themselves. Right. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know. Cause I never thought about it that way. They're a good travel agent. <laughs> true. True. Uh, <laughs> I just get to where I kind of like to do things myself to some extent, although there's Same. definitely, yeah, there's definitely times where yeah, yeah. Someone else wants to take care of that for me. That'd be great. Right. I have. I. I like to. Uh, and this is almost. This is a problem. I like to just leave without doing any planning. <laughs> and then. <laughs> and I. I get that. I see that. I see that appeal to some extent. And I'm not. I'm definitely not that adventurous. When we went to Europe in 2010, that was basically the plan. Uh, my brother's buddy had been twice before, and he basically said that's the way to do it. And it also kind of fit his personality more. He's kind of more like 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 you in that regard. And I just kind of went with it. And again, I see the appeal. It was neat having that flexibility, but I hated wasting trip time planning the trip. Oh, uh, right, right. And there was times where we're, of course, this is 2010, so we didn't have like, uh, 
well, I guess we had to go find Wi-Fi and stuff, but we didn't do like anything like getting a European SIM card or anything like that. So we, yeah. we basically had to go to a place that had Wi-Fi we could get on, whether it was renting time on a computer or using my <laughs> iPod Touch at that time. Yeah. And, <laughs> but no, we're like we're in these things. We're, we're so we're booking flights at internet cafes and planning on where we're wanting to go next. And then we would, you know, get kind of, you know, start, you know, bickering with each other a little bit. And it was just, it was just an added stress that you don't want when you're on vacation. So I, I like now, and I get that the, the, the counter argument obviously is you don't want to paint yourself in a corner and we booked five nights in Paris and oh crap, we hate it and want to get out of here, but we've already yeah. booked it. So I get that. And so I try to, when I do book things ahead of time, do it in such a way that I'm not paying myself into those corners or, or I also, also think I know myself enough and what I'm going to enjoy and not enjoy. And I kind of, and book flexibility into the trip, but I also love not having to worry about all that stuff once I get there. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's nice, like knowing for sure that you like, you have a place to stay, like yes. you have a destination. It's good to have a destination. Like, at all times, <laughs> you know, just get in the car and drive, or just yeah. <laughs> get or just yeah, fly, book a flight somewhere. No, no return trip even booked, and just explore. I'm like, I can respect that. It's just, just not my scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, even I think even this trip was kind of an example of ways we got overconfident. Like I just kind, of, I did kind of just assume that. The transportation will work itself out. So we booked. I booked the, the flight. You had you had the return flight booked because you had driven there and taken mm-hmm. trains. And we had our nights all booked with the Airbnbs. But transportation between like uh, from Philly to DC and Wilmington and everywhere in between that stuff we hadn't booked. And I think we underestimated how confusing it would be because we had been to New York and other places where, yeah. the, I mean, I think the New York system just makes a lot of sense. And actually when we got to DC, the DC uh, Metro system, we had no issues with, but Philadelphia kind of threw us for a loop. Cause you had like some stuff was within the city. Some stuff was yeah. regional and we couldn't figure out what was what. And of course then the guys at the, at the stations were not helpful. No. Or what was it we said we figured out the the Philadelphia accent is just talking really fast and mumbling? Yeah, yeah, just mumbling. Oh, and, so, and softly, like, and softly. Yeah, so if you yeah. want to do a Philadelphia accent, of course, I guess I already got a lot of that going, but just just kind of like, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and use it to answer an important question, like a complex question. Yes, yes. Not, not like, yeah. Yeah, New York was really really convenient as well it was just like how how we didn't have any problems in dc new york was the same way when you went in and there's a little kiosk thing uh look kind of like an atm machine yes super super user friendly yeah yeah buy your card swipe it you're good to go philadelphia we even get okay we bought the week pass and then we go to use it why doesn't it work oh the week pass that you just bought today starts tomorrow Why (laughs) why would that be a thing (laughs) yeah that's it yeah uh, what a mess! Philadelphia. What were some of the highlights? I guess of Philadelphia. So let's see. We had uh, our we had our cheesesteaks, cheesesteaks, the um, Independence House or Independence yeah, Independence Hall. Hall. Yeah, Independence yeah. Hall. Yeah, the Liberty Bell. It's just neat too how how every city has its its stereotypes and its touristy things you want to see. But no matter no matter how much you've traveled before to other cities, the version of what you have is always just wrong. So it's, it's neat to actually mm-hmm. then be there. So it's like, yeah, you know, you know, you hear of, you know, the Philly cheesesteaks or, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles football team and, and uh, all this uh, American history stuff, but it's still abstract until you're actually there yeah. and, and are like, oh, okay, well the, the, the bus station that drops you off closest to Independence Hall is here. And then here's, you know, and then just the hours to get in or like, it's actually free to see the Liberty Bell, but you still have to get mm-hmm. a ticket and just the little logistics of each place that are just kind of so, so different. You, and, you know, you, and I definitely want to go back to both those places. And there's things that I would oh, do different sure. based on uh, what, what we've, what we've learned. And there's things you just can't get until you actually go there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No matter. Yeah. No matter how much research you do. There's just, yes, those certain things that, that are going to catch you off guard. You know, I look, I did learn that 
Asian tourists travel in herds. um but again is that is that probably just from their point of view is that a consequence of when they booked the trip it probably was they they're probably part of a a travel group a a group yeah yeah, i'm sure that people are think the same thing about american tourists right which i think just not used to seeing tourists in kansas right i think i think my grandma would would do that when she would go to europe and stuff she would you know just you know join whatever group that was going so i'm sure you know, whatever, you know, the Italians thought like, man, those old Americans just travel in yeah. groups. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, because that's how they booked it, because it's probably cheaper and more convenient that way to kind of just yeah. be part of a part of a part of a group. Well, I think people that go down to like Machu Picchu, I think that's usually the way you would visit Machu Picchu, actually, is just part of a group. Yeah. It'd be an easier, easier, more convenient way to do that. And right. I don't even think they'll let you go. Oh, I go think you're right. I think you're right. I think Machu Picchu, you might have to join a group. Yeah, they used. I think they used to, but somebody fell off the. They had so oh many my, people yeah, like fall yeah. fall off the mountain, so they're just doing groups now. I, I believe. Um. So we'll see. What were your favorite parts then of uh, Philadelphia, DC, and then and let's not forget Delaware. I, I checked my forty ninth state off the list by uh, oh, stopping yeah, Delaware. Delaware. On the way. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you know what? Actually, yeah, your response to there just just leave Delaware. Let's. Delaware, that could just stay between you and I. You know, like just don't don't let the secret out about Delaware. We'll just we'll focus on Philadelphia and DC, oh, yeah, okay. and just uh, <laughs> you don't want everybody to be like rushing to Delaware, and then it becomes like this big thing. And then when we want to go back, that it's just overrun. True, so let's true. just skip Delaware. It'll become the next New York, and we no, absolutely. <laughs> and then you know it loses that. It's our secret gym. Absolutely. So let's just focus on Philadelphia and uh, and Washington DC. <laughs> just, just, just kind of talk about some general impressions or favorite things about about either one of those or both of those. Okay, uh, I I really enjoyed Independence Hall. That was really cool, and I allegedly have been, so I've been told have two family members that signed the Declaration of Independence. So that was really awesome to be like, well, they were in this room, you know, right, making right. history. So that was sweet to see where it all went down and that it's still the original building and everything. And I actually like didn't even know that it was in Philadelphia. I just assumed that it was in one of the cities of the colonies at that time, but I didn't know, you know, Oh, you didn't think about being specifically Philadelphia for all you knew it was in Boston or wherever else or New York and just, yeah. Okay. You kind of knew it was a thing, but not where it was. Uh, Mm -hmm. I watched since we've been back. I've watched the HBO series John Adams, so it's kind of oh, yeah. neat seeing that that room was basically one of the sets. And I I would imagine they didn't film in the actual one just for like taking care of its purposes. I, I, I'd have to actually do the research there to see if they did film in the actual place or if they just built a replica. But either way, it was neat seeing that room where these debates were happening, right? And just how. Kind of like we talked about when we were there, that we really felt like, oh, yeah, for them, it was the present. They yeah. were they were British citizens living yeah. in this new area. And, yeah, they were born there. But just the huge leap that they actually then had to make to say, you know what? We need to break off from our right. home parent country it's a big deal. And then basically we're all criminals once we cross that threshold and just we're only, you know, patriots and heroes because we won. Right. We weren't suppressed back into becoming just a colony and they were kind of like all hung, you know, and they even talked about at the time that they, you know, if we lose this, we're, we'll all be hanged as traitors. Yeah. It's intense for sure. And you don't see things like that going on nowadays uh, to that extent. Right. And it's, yeah, it's just cool to be like, feel that, that, cause that energy like still kind of lingers, you know, you still like feel that when you're, when you're there. Right. And it's crazy to think if it did happen today. So I, and if, you know, and again, not to get too political here, but just with, you know, the current, you know, divide we have right now with say pro and anti Trump, what if it got to the point that one group is taking up arms and saying, no, we're, we're going to, we're going to shift things this way. And that's now part of our history, right? Like a state, like yeah, like a state actually leaves the union and becomes like independent, yeah. Right, or or let's say say or yeah, if 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 Trump were successfully removed from office, and then Texas says, "Nope, we're a new country, and he's our president." Yeah. I mean, just yeah. something <laughs> something crazy like that. But right. everything's crazy 
I mean, Nixon resigning was crazy, but it happened. And now yeah. we just have we just have 40, 50 years, yeah, 40 years of context to kind of look at that you know, from from a different light. But when you're living it, it's the present. Like it's like it's it's always right. now. Right. It's always now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I did want to actually follow up on the ancestor thing. And I would love to sit down with, uh, uh, you know, sh- we we mentioned uh, earlier, shout, shout out to your grandma, Patty, who's listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 Patty, uh, sit down and go over that ancestry stuff. And not that I disbelieve it, but it would be neat to see the records that you guys have to trace it back to, because it, it was actually, you said on both sides of your family, that your dad's side and your mom's side, both yeah. lines go back to a signer of the declaration. And and I I found the one on my mom's side. Uh, so John Hart was the signer. Okay. And I found, the, I found a family tree, which is just writing. So yes. it's not necessarily proof, but... Uh, it was one that my great grandma made. Gotcha, and she's obviously then a little closer to the people who would have the knowledge, and and the, the step would be to find whatever court records or census records that match up. The kids right. were with these parents at this time, and then when those parents were kids, they were with their parents at this other census, and you can tra- and trace marriages back, and you, there there are documents you can use to to trace back, and the, and the fact that she had that, odds are she didn't just make that up and guess, right. But, uh, and then he said, then the other signer was a Bartlett, right? It was like even just, yeah, jo- yeah, Josiah Bartlett, which I don't, I don't know. Like, I think my grandma said that it, one of her cousins or something maybe had found records and, but it's been lost over the years or whatever. So I'd be have, I'd have to find new documentation on everything. And then the cool connection there too, is you said he was from New Hampshire, right? Yes. Which, again, I think I pointed out to you because you hadn't seen The West Wing, but the fictitious president yeah. in The West Wing is a Bartlett from New Hampshire. So yeah. he's fictitious, but obviously they basically used your family's history right. for this fictitious <laughs> president's history, yeah. which is yeah. which is uh, pretty cool. And you still need to watch that show. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I haven't, haven't watched it yet. Uh, I want to comment real quickly here on... Uh, DC, and then I'm actually going to sh- uh, shift gears, so we're not just focusing all on travel because I know you kind of have oh. to get to the get to the shop and do some work tonight. So uh, just uh, quickly in DC, so I had been to DC before as a middle schooler. I forget the exact year, ninety ninety one, probably probably right after seventh grade, somewhere, somewhere right around there. And which you think would be old enough, that you kind of remember remember it and and have some appreciation for it. But when we were there. Because remember, we got there in the evening. We're like, oh, we'll just walk real quick from one end of the mall to the other. And then you get there. It's like, oh, it's two miles yeah, yeah. from the Capitol <laughs> building on one end to the Lincoln Memorial on the other end. Yeah, you, you see all these aerial pictures of it. It's like, yeah, you know, you know, it's it's the mall. It's the National Mall. This big grass yeah. kind of – there's people playing like baseball and kickball when we were there. But yeah, it was two miles to walk Huge. from one end to yeah. the other. And it just kind of blows you away. Right, and the buildings are so colossal that when you ha- see pictures of them, it really does look like it's not that it's not yes. that big of a distance. And then the buildings are just massive, and you're like, what? Right, <laughs> and just like which yeah. massive giant art museum that you could spend a week in is that one? And then the yeah. one next yeah. door is just as massive, and you're like, wait, which one was that? And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was one thing that blew me away about DC was just how big everything was it was just much everything was just bigger than i had anticipated yeah we probably we probably didn't budget our time well there we we, we i think we did we, we we had like two full days or three full days if you count half days or whatever but uh yeah we we could definitely could have spent more time there and then we and we kept we kept uh misjudging distances too for every sure. time we every time we'd be like, oh, we'll just walk it. And then we'd, we'd get there and be like, man, we shouldn't walk. Right. That. And then the next day, <laughs> oh, we'll just walk it. No, no, you're dumb. Remember that you're dumb. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. It was, it was good. So, okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's shift gears to not to be too abrupt, but to, to working out. So, Obviously, uh, we know each other through high school cross country. I did coach you in in uh, middle school and high school cross country, and I know you've kind of not necessarily kept up the running since then. But you do you do work out, and then also you're in the Army Reserve and kind of work out as part of that. So maybe talk about 
uh, what you do maybe on your day to day right now, and then maybe what you've done as part of the uh, the Army Reserves and what you work out, how the workouts go when you're with them. Cool. All right. Uh, right now, I do. Um, it's been so busy over break and everything. I'm just trying to like get in the gym whenever I can and just work something, just so I'm not like just losing body mass. Just trying to maintain. So yeah. yeah. So uh, I usually do uh, just do a different body group uh, every day, and it's usually five days a week. I'll go in and uh, work out at the wellness center. It changes usually from week to week, but I'll do a bench, bench day. I'll do bench and incline. Then I'll do either like back or buys and tries or shoulders, just depending. And I just do a combo of those. And then uh, Fridays I usually save for like squat and I try to do heavy squat and just to like, I don't know, it feels those kind of those lifts feel good, like deadlift and squat. Now they feel good to do uh, heavy, but form is also like really important. So right, right. Get your, which so starting at a lighter weight is definitely preferable. So you don't hurt yourself because it does take a while to like build up the correct form from my experience. So yeah, that's really it. It's just a lot of, I just mix, uh, like hypertrophy workouts with strength workouts. Cause I want both. I want to actually be strong and I also want to look strong. So right. just do a little combination really. Uh, sometimes I'll do like five by five cube method. I'll do, um, a few months of the cube method and see difference. And then I'll switch over to hypertrophy and just, just to build mass. Um, actually, so cube method is, I, that's actually not a term I've heard. Is that just what you call five by five or what? what yes. Is, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, Five by five. Okay. Which and, I'm familiar with five by five. I've just never heard it called the cube method. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. For me, it's been the best uh, combination of like strength training and like building muscle. So, okay. You like your five by fives then? Yeah. I, I like them. And it's a nice heavy weight. So it feels right. good. It feels right. good when you get done. And, and then you're still getting that volume because you're getting five sets in. So it's definitely not right. nothing. Right. Yeah, I, uh, what I've noticed is too, I've noticed that working out tends to kind of work almost, it's kind of like the avalanche thing where the more you do it, the more it builds up and the more you want to do it. So like if you haven't worked out in forever, you have no motivation to work out. But then, (laughs) but then as you work out more and more, you want to work out more and more. Yeah. But then the reverse of that is also true. If you, if you've been working out regularly and kind of start to taper off, you're going to kind of keep going that way and taper more and more off to where you stop. So what I, I what, what I've tried to do is just go in. I started with, I'm going to go in three days a week and just uh, 20 minutes, just do maybe a, one exercise real quick, total body just to get in there. Cause it's better than nothing. But then once right. you start doing that, you're like, Oh, well now I want to add a little bit and I'll be in there a little longer or I'll go more often. And mm-hmm. so I've been actually going in with my brother, uh, three days a week. And we do basically total body three days a week and keeping everything probably in the hypertrophy range, which is usually like your eight to 12 reps and just doing two mm-hmm. to three sets. So, so we're probably not getting enough sets in. I actually started getting to where we haven't been sore enough. So I try to change things up every four to six weeks and kind nice, of get a different yeah. group of exercises. So we're working different things and then kind of change the reps up. He doesn't have the background I do with, with lifting. He just doesn't have a lot of experience with it. So kind of teaching him some exercises and I struggle too. This is just so weird. And I've told you about it before, but I bench press way more than I squat. And I think that's, I know that just sounds bizarre. That makes no sense. Your arms, your arms are stronger than your legs. Well, no, my legs are technically stronger, but I just don't, I, I just never squatted growing up and being a distance runner. I mean, I hate to say high level, depending on who's, who's, who's listening, but I, I did run at Wichita state and just putting in all the, all the time there as a distance runner and the miles and the miles and the miles. Yeah. So what I've kind of learned even just, just in the last couple of years is how that just that and never squatting just destroyed the recruitment capability of my hamstrings and my glutes, which in turn, uh-huh. basically then when I start to try to squat, my quads that are overdeveloped from all the distance running 
want to do all the work because they're the strongest muscles. So I go down yeah. and I try to squat. It just feels kind of awkward. I feel yeah. I feel it all in my quads and I my hamstrings you. and glutes are basically asleep. Yeah. And so I basically so I, last year, well, I guess twenty so twenty seventeen, I did get up where I really tried to focus on it, and I did get my squat up to about two hundred pounds, which is oh nice, which is not a lot for someone who actually lifts. But it right. actually got to where like, oh yeah, that's about what I bench as opposed right. to yeah. as opposed to way under where I would I mean I would I, I would put on I mean sixty five pounds could make me cramp up on squat when oh, I was man. actually just start like it was just, it was just those muscles just had not been worked so yeah but I I ended up pulling my hamstring last year sprinting last December and it's now so now when I've tried to squat. I have a couple old injuries on my left thigh, one from an old pulled quad and then one from an old pulled hamstring on that same leg. And yeah. when I'm going when I'm going down to squat, I just feel it. So yeah. I've been trying to go way lightweight and just work the range of motion. I'm almost trying to go darn near butt to heels. Oh yeah. With maybe just the bar and just try to get yeah. a range of motion built up. And then I'll just do get, like yeah. yeah. So and then I'll do hamstring lifts and hamstring curls. Like- right. So I've been doing more lunges to work those those muscles because i feel like i can actually really if i do like a single i like to do a stationary lunge kind of just you know where you step out and just step right back where you where you started right that really just i feel like the glute and the hamstrings i don't have to do many of those and i can hold dumbbells and it gets pretty sore or we did rdl yesterday squat is just not super productive for me and i just i don't know i say well it's it's too late i'm just never going to be good at squat yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 and, uh, I'm just kind of okay with that. Or just cause I get frustrated, I get too frustrated with it. And I feel like if I'm trying to not run so that I can retrain the glutes, the hamstrings, it's just, it's just daunting. It's not, I don't think that it's impossible. I hate to, hate to have people think that you just can't do it. It's just, if I'm trying to prioritize my goals, I just, I don't know, which is kind of disappointing because I got, you know, I got scrawny distance runner legs, which is, well, my thighs anyway are tiny. My calves are all right, but thighs are just, tiny and it's yeah. frustrating but I don't, I, think, I don't know what to do i honest i honestly think that legs are 75 percent genetic that's what i'll go with <laughs> <laughs> i really do because <laughs> i i don't do a lot of legs like a lot of times i'll skip it i'll skip it in the week of of workouts and i like i have big thighs and huh. my quads are or my uh my calves are like pretty decent size too and like my dad has tree trunk legs and i i, I honestly believe that legs are like are 75 percent genetics it's, it's that it's that old patriot stock it took strong legs to sign the declaration oh, yeah. of independence <laughs> <laughs> that's it my my american ancestors probably go more to the uh fighting with the south during the civil war side so uh must, oh must, yeah must have been a bunch of scrawny legs down there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so uh with the uh with the reserves though so when you got so are you still doing the one week in a month two weeks a year thing with the reserves mm-hmm. yeah and, it's army national guard so it's not reserve reserves is just oh sorry fe- yes that's different yes yeah reserves is just federal national guard is federal and state gotcha so, so you're part of the kansas national guard right okay right. and do you guys work out or do you, or do you just use you more just training or is there we don't we don't have we have PT test every year, and uh, you have to do two mile run, and then two minutes of sit ups and two minutes of push ups, which is you know the I don't remember what what I'd have to get to fail, but I usually get seventy something push ups, seventy something sit ups. Last last time I got eighty one push ups I think, and seventy something sit ups, and my two mile run was like. 14 minutes or something like that so but for you it's basically so easy to pass you don't even have to give a thought to training for it so oh, yeah. it's just kinda, yeah yeah i gotcha i gotcha yeah yeah that's 14 minute two mile without with running like two times <laughs> in the two weeks prior to <laughs> the pt test you know gotcha gotcha yeah which uh you you i still say you could have been you could have been pretty darn good if you had actually trained as a year-round distance runner in high school where yeah it, i did didn't run in the winter. 
Whereas, whereas now I think your muscle mass is kind of going to just going to slow you down from any, not that you have any distance running goals right now, you're kind of looking right. at the weight room goals, but now your muscle mass is, uh, would be prohibitive to being a, a successful distance runner. Yeah. And I don't know, I just was not a motivated kid. So it was, yeah, that's like, if I could, if I could do high school again, I would oh, be right, in, right. in the gym and be training harder, you know? Like, and it's, it's, it's uncanny how everybody feels that way in the early to mid twenties is like, Oop, <laughs> oops, <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> Uh, we'll give a shout out to Reno here because I, I, he, he was in your class and 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 again I think you guys are probably similarly talented and he's now running marathons for Friends University and tearing it up. Yeah, yeah, he is he is tearing it up. And man, he and he's just cut too. Like there's not an ounce of fat on that kid now. Yeah, yeah. I remember last time I saw him, it's been a long time. I was I tried to see him over break, but things just got. I was like so much family stuff I had to do. But yeah, last time I saw him, he was like. I don't remember how many miles he said he was running a week, but I was just like, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. Right, because in high school, he did the running, had the success, but and not, not that he had, like, baby fat or anything necessarily. Like, he, was, he, was, he was lean, but it wasn't, like, that hard lean. Like, when you get, like, just, like, yeah. just cut. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be curious. I need to, I need to have him on and ask him about what, what he does uh, as far as me in the weight room side of things not, when he's not just running. Because uh, he, he is, he is lean. Like I said, there's no muscular bulk. You don't want that muscular bulk. But right. and that was actually my issue at WSU. I, I wasn't lifting legs, which would have been great for injury re- prevention. And I was lift, lifting too much upper, bo- upper body, which is kind of funny if you know me. I'm, I'm not huge at yeah. all. But I, I did have too much upper body muscle mass for a uh, Division One distance runner. It was just unnecessary. Gotcha. And, uh, but you know, I, you know, you're in your early twenties and I'm like, but I wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I was talking to, uh, Nate too, my uncle Nate. Yes. Who, uh, yeah. And so he said that he said that the most he weighed was, he said like one ninety two or something like that, which is not too, which is, I mean, that's like 10 pounds heavier than what I am. So it's, he was, and he's oh, shorter wow. than me. So. He's yeah, pretty, would have been like pretty jacked, and now he's like he's he bikes a lot. He does bicycling now, so he's super skinny now. Also, so weird because even though I've seen Nate since we were in high school together, in my mind, he's like taller, the same amount taller than me as he was when I was a freshman. So like yeah. I remember when <laughs> I was when I was senior. a freshman and he was a senior, <laughs> and he seemed like tall then. So in my mind, he's still that much taller still, than me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen him since and, and no, he's right. probably, he's probably about my height or whatever, but right. I talked to, I don't remember who I was talking to about that, but I went to, uh, my brother's, uh, I went to the basketball game in Kingman, the high school basketball game. And we were watching the varsity play. And I was like, man, like when I was a freshman, I remember like looking at the seniors and be like, those are grown men, you know? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and now they're just kids. Right. They have to, <laughs> they have to shave. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's funny how that goes. You got you got the kids that got to shave when they're seventh graders, and you got the kids that don't have to shave when they're twenty five. So, and everything in between. Yeah, let's uh, so like here the last uh, let's say last ten or fifteen minutes here. Let's uh, shift again to movies. Now, I don't, I I don't know, I don't think you follow current movies in the theater to the extent that I do. But let's uh, let me just ask. So, what what is the last movie that you saw, either at home or in the theater, whether new or old or whatever? If you can think uh, just, of it. Just I saw uh, Escape Room in theaters with my brother. My brother wanted to go see it for his birthday. Okay, not a movie I would have chosen to go see. It's kind of like it reminds me of those like just those cheesy like horror movies that they just keep pumping out or gotcha. thriller movies. Not not really horror movies, but like thriller. Yeah, the, the just those cheesy thrillers that they just keep pumping out. It was just exactly what it was. More so. of a dime a dozen kind of thing that wasn't anything special. Yeah, I'm gonna pull yeah. up the uh, Rotten Tomatoes here right now because that's what I do. Uh, oh, weird. There's there's a, two escape rooms listed. One from 2017. One from 2019. So it's, <laughs> oh, that's weird. It's uh, I'm gonna guess it's the 2019 one that had just come out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. What? Yeah. Okay. And not horrible. It's a, okay, fifty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it, but a sixty two percent audience score. So definitely, I've definitely seen a lot worse. I mean, like the new Holmes movie is way below that. Oh really? The or what do they call it? The Sherlock and Watson. I forget what it's even called. 
Is it the one with Will Ferrell? And- yeah, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. John C. Riley. It's way down, like an 8% Oof. or something crazy. Oof, man. Yeah, it was one of those that the ending just kind of ruined it. Oh, gotcha. Where it was decent and then just didn't stick the landing. Yeah, exactly. Like there was a certain spot that they should have just ended the movie and they kept going and it was like plot twist and then another plot twist that just shouldn't have been there. Like just, just <laughs> like you were you were like you you were you were good. You were good. After two plot yeah. <laughs> yeah. two plot twists you nailed it and then you just went back the other way. Right. What about what what about you? What's your your favorite recent um movie that you've seen? I uh so I'm. This is the time of year where I'm just trying to keep up with the the awards. I definitely follow Oscar season, and I I'm the guy that tends to agree with the critics in general. There's definitely times where gotcha. if, if it's too artsy, I I will definitely be like, nah, nah, not 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 for me. But at the same time, if it's you know uh, the pop popcorn movie that's getting great audience reviews and poor critics reviews, I'm probably going to side with the critics on that too. So, gotcha. if anything, I probably side with the lower side of rotten tomatoes every time so if the mm-hmm. critics really like it and the audience hate it i hate it if the other way the audience really love it and the critics hate it i hate it so if it, yeah. if there's anybody that doesn't like it i'm gonna be in that group i guess but yeah i got you that but that makes me sound even more picky than i feel like i am i don't think i don't think i'm that picky necessarily but anyway this this time of year i'm focusing on seeing all the things that are nominated so that by the time the oscar nominations even come out i've seen most or all of the Best Picture nominees before they're even announced, and and if, gotcha. and if and if I haven't done that, I've I finished it up soon thereafter. And then also because I'm just narcissistic enough, I also really like to put together my own top ten list every year. And uh, actually, I'll be doing I plan us to do uh, an episode of of this podcast about my top ten. I'm going to get uh, Cody Giefer oh, on, and he's going to do the same thing. We're actually going to go over our top tens together and make that uh, a podcast episode nice. later. So he's kind of doing the same thing, watching all the Oscar stuff. But uh, just last couple weeks, awesome. what did I just see? Actually, I just, I just saw Vice a couple days ago. Oh, I want to see that so bad. So Chris, Christian Bale was, yeah. was, was amazing. He, yeah. He just won the golden globe and yeah, he I, plays, I plays Dick Cheney. And I didn't realize, cause I didn't really, I guess I'd seen a couple trailers, but Placing basically all the way through from like 1968 to present, it's it's Christian Bale, and they just kind of add more and more makeup to make him older. And the weight, I'm not sure how how they handled it because Bale put on some weight for sure. He put on 40 pounds. For okay, Bale. okay, but then obviously uh, Dick Cheney in 1968 was not as heavy as Dick Cheney in 2000. So right. they might have. So I think he probably put on the weight, and then so I'm yeah, I guess I guess in the scenes from 68. Are just the weight he put on, mm-hmm. and uh, what's interesting too is because he he won his Oscar for the Fighter, where he was basically a crack addict, so yeah. he was crazy <laughs> thin. And then seeing him in this, where he's definitely hefty, yeah. it's he's it's, in the mechanic too. Oh, that's right, even thinner. A, a even while thinner. ago, yeah, I was, yeah, I was thinking there was another one. You're right. In the mechanic, he's mm-hmm. even thinner than he is in uh, the yeah. Fighter. Have you seen uh, Hostel? Or it's either Hostel or Hostels. Is that it's him? A, yes, it's a Christian Bale, and it's like a Western. He's like a Civil War. Oh yeah, uh, like a Union. But I think, but he's like he's beef. He's kind of beefy, but not fat by any means. So that's one that I didn't quite make it to. So basically, about a year ago, this time that was one that was just on the border of do I have time to see it before I make my top 10 list? Uh, is it good enough to be worth my time? Cause you only have so many movies that you have time to watch. And that ended up being like one of the last movies that I didn't see that I kind of wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then what stinks about those movies is cause I'm looking at it right now on Rotten Tomatoes here. It's a 71% critic score, which is solid, not great, but solid. Uh, definitely something that I would see, but I just move on to the next thing. And so oh, now now I'm right. on I'm now I'm on this next group of movies and sorry hostels I don't have time to catch up with you and then right. whatever whatever was on my list this year that I don't quite get to I may literally never see even though it's, yeah. on, it, <laughs> yeah. it's on my list of 2C for this year but up oh, I may never actually get around to it cuz then when I watch when it's not quote Oscar season well one I'm working on my other podcast where I'm watching history movies right now or I'm trying to catch up with old best picture nominees because I've, I've seen actually i was just looking at the other day i've seen every best picture nominee since like 1944 
Oh, wow. So if I'm not catching up on Oscar movies or watching history movies, I'm probably going to be watching a Best Picture nominee from 1938 that, yeah. I, that I've missed. And so I don't go back and watch something recent with okay reviews. I will watch the stuff I that's like you. really high reviews. Like if it's a 97% and I didn't get to it, I, I will try to prioritize those or, or watch foreign movies. Or honestly, if anything now, and I'm, and I'm sure you might be the same way if you have time, it's TV is just so good right now. So watching Netflix oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, and at working at Hampton too. Oh right, just folding laundry. Like I just watch series the entire time that I'm there. So that's like usually from five or from uh, nine a.m. to four on average. I'm like watching right. something on Netflix or Amazon. It is easier to watch a show too than have to like choose something different every time it. <laughs> The, I, and actually, the, the show I've been watching recently is one you recommended to me a few years ago, and I had watched the pilot, but I'd never got back to. And mm-hmm. uh, I've actually now I've on season two is, is Vikings. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. Are you all caught up with like every like all four seasons? Or how many seasons are there? I don't even know. No, I'm not. They did something weird where they did like they, they released, I think, the third and the fourth season in two parts. So it's like three point two or three yeah it's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. so it's weird it's weird they they released those seasons in two parts but the most recent one i haven't seen okay i've seen the one prior to that but i want to rewatch the previous season before i watch the new season to just remind because it's been a minute since i've seen seen vikings so so what was really neat and i think we were even talking about some history thing a while back and, and you were the one that had told me that uh rolo was a character in in vikings yeah, yeah. And so uh, for those that don't know, the historical figure of Rolo is basically like the three times great grandpa of William the Conqueror, who in turn is uh, an ancestor of today's Queen Elizabeth II. So it's just really, really neat to go back and see. And obviously, it's a fictionalized version. And actually, they even set the time period wrong. Vikings, the, the show Vikings is actually set like almost a century before the historical Rolo was born. But still, it's just neat that they took that character, and I and, and I haven't made it along, but I think they're gonna you know kind of work in some of the history of his life into what happens in the show later on. And I, I just haven't got there yet. But uh, it's funny too because the, the show I had watched right before Vikings was The Crown. So oh, I've heard good things about that. Yeah, show. it's 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 great, and so I've caught up with the first two seasons there, and just really neat to be watching, you know. Queen Elizabeth in the 1950s and si- into the 60s, yeah. and then go back and watch an ancestor of hers over a thousand years before, <laughs> who also is on a character on a show. Right. Just, I, don't, I don't know. I, I I really dig that kind of thing, and and you, and you do want to make sure you're aware of the historical discrepancies. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's I think that's a lot of fun for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I started. Uh, I just recently started doing. A lot of research in um, like filmmaking, like like small like short films, and I've, I'm gonna try to. I think I'm gonna try to put something together. So I'm pretty stoked. Uh, just in like idea stage right now, but kind of gathering equipment and stuff. But I didn't know if you had any insight on that type of thing. That I mean, I'm definitely interested in it, but I haven't put a lot of time into doing it. I've I've played around with uh, Adobe Premiere. I, I got to where I iMovie was just crap, and then uh, I I do a, I do have a Adobe Creative Cloud subscription now, so I have Premiere and I've played around with that, and uh, it's neat. And I I'm definitely in the short. I mean, we've also talked about uh, projects uh, that we could work on together that I don't necessarily want to uh, mention. Mm-hmm. Lest you know, I don't I don't want your grandma to steal our idea and start to yeah uh, <laughs> yeah make making it herself there. But uh, no, I'm definitely interested. And yeah, if you need help with editing or something, I, well, of course, I say that. You, I'm sure you have someone on campus there that's got way more experience than I do. But uh, I'm definitely willing to help with that kind of thing. And I do, I do find it fascinating. Awesome. That'd be, yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, I was just planning on figuring everything out on my own. Okay. Kind of like editing and everything. I don't know. It should be a good. Yes. That's, yeah, I kind of like even just if, if I can think of a project to do, I'll kind of do it just to have a project to work on. It's, oh, I need a project. That means I now have an excuse to, or have a yeah. goal. Cause it's, you don't want to just like, it's no fun to just randomly, what am I going to do? Just like 
take a quick little selfie video and then edit that on premiere like that's that's just right. boring. It's like, <laughs> yeah. but if you have a project and a goal and then you then interesting challenges come up with how you're going to tackle certain things and and then uh and that's actually a lot of fun yeah let's uh we'll see if we can come up with uh something here on the fly but uh let's actually end with so you can kind of get i need to eat dinner here and you probably need to go get to the get yeah to, yeah, get I got, to the yeah shop. i do need to but uh so we'll see if we can come up to an answer of the question of if you had a time traveling boombox that could take you anytime, any place uh, on Earth, like again, you know, like the one in Magic Carpet Ride, my book, where 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 would you go? Man, oh man, there's so many options. I feel like I would probably go. Man, I've I've been watching uh, the Last Kingdom, which is like all another like Viking. Oh, okay. Viking in Europe, it's the Vikings and like Europeans, like battling stuff so i'm like really into that medieval history right now right currently so i'd I'd probably say uh yeah like medieval europe okay okay i i struggle with that one more too because it also depends on it's kind of like what we talked about with new york where visiting versus living there so yes that's a good i definitely could get on board with visiting a lot of those types of places provided i'm I'm avoiding battles or avoiding Mm -hmm. drawing attention to myself in any in any way and obviously just with with disease and medicine at those times i'm like i'm i'm visiting but i i'm not i'm not living there for sure yeah (laughs) and uh i my my first thought i mean i not that i would know where i would i'd almost be too tempted to go to the future first yeah i could i uh i might i might want to go well shoot right now i might be like i'll take a the United States in uh, 2021. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, it's like, you know, you know forget spoiler alerts. I want to know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's going on in the United States in 2021. Yeah. But that's, that's not a very fun answer, though, too. But uh, I, I would just be curious. Like, you know, you know and honestly, oh, yeah. maybe some of the stuff that's even in, in my book where the, the boys travel back and see the pyramids being built. It's like... I would kind of want to see a glimpse of that, and maybe well, I would, sure. you know, program the boombox back to there, or, or do you? I mean, do you, do you go back and try to find, see if you can actually pinpoint the exact, you know, Jesus on the cross to location? Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 I mean, not to be just just Christianity, but Muhammad, you know, up in the mountains, you know, just actually get a glimpse of those key key moments, and not that anyone believe you when you got back one way or the other, but. Uh, right. Or hey, maybe that's how the next big religion starts. The the person oh, could just yeah. say like, "Oh, I've been to the future. I yeah, have. I, I I I know what is happening. <laughs> and everyone believe me and follow me. And here's how we need to live our lives. And of course, again, that goes back to Bill and Ted. I mean, they base the whole thing in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is the whole society like a thousand years from now is based off of the yeah, music like, of Bill and Ted. <laughs> So maybe we're onto something there. There's so many crazy moments, like like Woodstock. Like I yes, would love to yes. go. To, I'd love to go to just see that. Like experience, like the 70s and the 60s, and all the all the like the music scene at that time. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then these iconic moments. Yeah, that's kind of like recent history. And then there's also spaces in like distant history that I'm like, oh man, like the big moments too. If you think about it, are kind of ones that. You could visit without affecting anything. So people are always like, oh, you got a time machine. You got to kill Hitler. Right. But you don't know the ramifications, the the, the butterfly effect from right. that incident. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, obviously it'd be nice if we lived in a world where Hitler never existed. But we just don't know what plays out, what other war ends up happening in the 1960s because different other things are at play. And it would just be different. We mm-hmm. Better or worse, things would be different. Mm-hmm. definitely if you went back and just you know killed baby hitler or whatever whereas you talk about woodstock you could go visit woodstock and it was just a crowd of people so yeah, basically yeah. unless you happen to significantly alter the life of some people there odds are you would have no effect on anything even at a butterfly effect like, level yeah, right there could maybe be like small differences in like yeah families or whatever yeah, you know, if you, but there yeah. wouldn't be a general like change to society. It wouldn't alter history, you know. Right, right. The list of presidents over the last forty years all ends up playing out the same. It's not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, it is, it is kind of interesting to explore to explore those things, though. 
And oh, and the other thing we were going to say is if, you, if there was a, a historical figure and or celebrity that you would like to travel with, then I'll, and I'll leave that open ended, whether you mean like travel now, like if on your next trip, you wanted to bring a current celebrity or historical figure, or okay. if combining it when you're heading back to medieval Europe, if there's another historical figure or celebrity you would like to take with you. Man, that is a tough one. I don't know. Like I have like, do I choose like movie star celebrities or like music like music like my music right right <laughs> you know like i don't like it'd be pretty sweet to go on a trip with Jimi hendrix you know like, see, and i was even saying i was, but I was, and I was like, i'm combining them so i'm picturing you taking Jimi hendrix <laughs> back to medieval europe <laughs> yeah <laughs> watching the pyramids be built with y- Jimi hendrix yes yes <laughs> or, or well, i was thinking or like uh i was gonna go uh like a leonardo da vinci so taking Leonardo da Vinci oh. back to watch the pyramids be built. Right. Yeah. But then you also got the language barrier. I don't believe he spoke English. Yeah, no. So that would have been a problem. Right, right. So I'm just like draw <laughs> drawing pictures and trying to communicate yeah. with Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> dude probably dude would probably steal my time machine. Yeah, he probably would. So I'm now stranded in ancient Egypt and yeah. Leonardo da Vinci is off going all over the place. Yeah. Man, I got the next book idea right there. <laughs> <laughs> Recreates it, but like all mechanical. You know, oh, like, like yes. Like the steampunk. Massive, like huge scale. Steampunk time machine. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm digging the it. Sequel. I'm digging it. <laughs> yeah, sounds good, man. So, yes. And anybody else out there listening? Uh, thanks. Thanks, Grandma Hart, for listening. I think you might be our only audience member. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> We'll uh, sign off for now and hope to do it again soon. Later, everybody.